Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Unbelievable! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot, and the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past, I want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my Now here's your host, Matt Dennison. It's Indiana, what I feel is the pinnacle, the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball. Hello and welcome in Tuesday edition of the program, complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Glad to have you with us today. We do this show each weekday live at 11 a.m. A shout out, a reminder, if you miss our live show, we are available as a podcast. You can always find us on Apple Podcast or wherever you listen to podcasts. All you got to do is search for the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison and uh, you'll locate us there. No matter how you're listening, we welcome you to the show. Don't forget the Thornton's text line always open during this hour. That number 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Let's look at the show lineup for today. A service of Honeybake Tam in New Albany. Segment one here in just a few moments. I'm going to introduce uh, our new producer or still somewhat new producer of the show. Jim Lewis is going to join me here in just a moment. And we'll also get into some news and notes of the day. IU fall camp I guess that's the uh, portion of preseason practice that we're officially in now uh, that the month of August is here, has begun. And, of course, the big storyline, there was actually a number of storylines around IU football, but the big one is who's going to be the starting quarterback in the season opening game uh, on that Friday night against Illinois. So we'll talk about that and some other recruiting notes and more coming up here in the opening segment. Later in the hour, a lot of IU stuff on Tuesdays. Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier will join uh, as far as uh, to, to talk IU basketball and recruiting. Might get into a little bit about the quarterback situation with him. And then later in the hour, Jeff Rabjohns of Pigs.com. Will be with us. We'll talk more basketball with Jeff. Uh, last week we had a chance to hear from Tamar Bates. We'll talk about that with Jeff Rabjohns and how important he could be to the lineup, the rotation this year for the Hoosiers. And uh, it's been a busy time recruiting-wise as far as visits go for IU. Uh, they had a big name yesterday on campus and a big name today. Some young players uh, in the state, Harrelson and Sicily. So we'll talk about that uh, with Jeff a little bit later in the show. That's the lineup. A service of Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. Don't forget to check out their dinner package deals, which are being offered. You can dine in, take them to go, and curbside service still available as well at Honey Baked Ham in New Albany. And a reminder the Thornton's text line, I, I tell you about that all the time. The number 
502-414-1450. It's Summer Cash Bash at Thornton's, which means each week one lucky Refreshing Rewards member will win $10,000 all summer with a grand prize of a 2022 Chevy Tahoe. Simply open your Refreshing Rewards app and click on the Summer Cash Bash icon to enter. And that's not all. You can earn additional entries by purchasing select top brands like Mountain Dew 20-ounce bottles, hot dogs, Bud Light 12-packs, large Doritos, and many more using your Refreshing Rewards card. It's Thornton's Summer Cash Bash, not a Refreshing Rewards member. Text REWARDS to 803 803- one three today. That's eight oh three one three today. You know, it was a sad time a few months back. We lost longtime WXVW producer Douglas Scott Wolverton, who was the producer of this show every day, and also just about ninety nine point nine percent of all of our local programming, including I think almost every high school basketball, baseball, football broadcast uh, that I have done here in my time at the Big X. And it was unexpected and sad, and it's really been something that uh, has has been hard to get past, to be quite honest with you. But we were very fortunate, Dugan Ryan, the manager of this station, uh, to run across a fine radio fellow named Jim Lewis, who is uh, now living in the area and has a great radio background. And Jim has been with us really since days after Douglas's passing and has done a fantastic job producing this show and a lot of our local broadcasts. And I have meant so many times to bring him on the air and let him say hello and to thank him for uh, making this transition uh, very smooth. So Jim Lewis, Mm -hmm. the new producer (laughs) of this show and so many programs here on the Big X is with me right now. I want to say thanks. It's been great to get to know you. You've done a great job and definitely replacing a legend, but you've got some real radio experience yourself. Yeah, well, thank you, Meg. I um, did 25 years in radio up in Illinois, uh, Champaign-Urbana to be exact, and uh, with the same same group of stations. I started when I was 18, you know, weekend, part-time, overnight type stuff, and really uh, after that 25 years, you know, people will you know, say, so what do you do at the radio station? My answer is yes. Like you, <laughs> All the above. You, you think of what it takes to work or run a group of stations. Yes, I've done that. So, um, so yeah, I, and it's we uh, moved down here in uh, fall of 2020. Um, my wife was offered a very nice uh, opportunity with a company in Louisville. And uh, we've got three kids. My oldest daughter, uh, she got married in uh, August of 2019. And uh, our middle daughter, she graduated high school uh, in uh, spring of 2020, you know, right as a pandemic hit. So that was, um, you know, different for everybody. You know, di- didn't get the senior prom, didn't get the full graduation, you know, all that. Um, but she went off to college up at Judson University, which is uh, in Elgin, Illinois, west of, it's a suburb of Chicago to the west, uh, obviously, or else she'd be in Lake Michigan if she were to the east. And... Um, we have a son who is uh, was 15 at the time, and uh, we homeschooled him. So we figured if we're going to make a big move, you know, that was about the right time to do it with, uh, you know, one married, one off to school, and my son's adaptable. And uh, so, yeah, we moved down here in uh, October 2020 and, uh, you know, just kind of felt our way around. And, yeah, then this uh, opportunity presented itself, and I jumped on it and— Dugan said, sure, let's go for it. So Great stuff. So here I am. Uh, Great stuff. It was like June 24th, 25th. Uh, the weekend before the 4th is when I 
came in with Trevor and started learning how to do the bats. Great so. stuff. Jim Lewis, the producer of this show, and again, so much of our local programming here on the Big X, joining me uh, for a brief introduction here in this opening segment. Uh, Jim, is it hard, and I'm going to have to let the fans know this, mm-hmm. IU fans, that is, <laughs> is it hard every day to uh, to sit on the other side of the glass and listen to me talk about all this IU stuff going on <laughs> and how good the Hoosiers are supposed to be in the Big Ten this year, knowing your uh, Illinois background and fandom? Uh, yeah, well, they say Champaign-Urbana, that's where the U of I is. Yes. And, uh, you know, I've lived my whole life within 15 miles of campus. So, you know, it's, uh, as we say, we, we bleed orange and blue, and uh, I definitely do that. Uh, so I'm sure once once we, you know, August 27th, or well, the 27th is a Saturday, so the 26th, I'll be wearing my Illinois hat as they get ready to take on <laughs> Wyoming uh, the next day. And then the following weekend, yeah, I'll be wearing probably an Illinois shirt and an Illinois hat since they're going to be taking on Indiana that following weekend. So is it hard? Uh, you know, I don't know. I one of the stations up there, we were the flagship for the U of I. And uh, so, you know, a lot of Illinois talk, you know, but uh, yeah, I mean, I ran shows that were strictly Illinois sports and Big Ten sports and and all that. So, you know, is it tough a little bit to, you know, hear how great Indiana is going to be and all this great stuff going on with the Hoosiers and all that? Eh, it's it. To me, it's a show, <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, now, Illinois football, you mentioned it's its not the opener for the Illini. It mm-hmm. is for Indiana. It's one of those, and I said this yesterday, those dreaded Friday night games. Yeah. I, I, I want high school football to still really matter and get its it, its due, but, again, I'm going to fight a losing battle mm-hmm. there. Uh, any early thoughts on uh, Illinois? There's so many question I, marks about IU football. Where, where is Illinois headed into this thing? I haven't dug – Probably after this weekend, I'll dig more into what Illinois. I, I still will stream the stations up there. You know, just a hear what's going on. I even though we live here in New Albany, Southern Indiana, I still consider Champaign-Urbana home since I you know lived there my whole life. And um, so you know, I I still listen just to keep track of you know what's going on around town and what's going on with the sports. And uh, I I will say it was uh, Bielema's first year last year. I. While it wasn't a winning season, there were a lot of close games where it was, ooh, it was right there. You know, it. there were moral victories, but, you know, as we always say, well, moral victories don't count in the record book, you know. Um, I, I just thought they performed really well for his first season. Um, and, I, and, and to have a guy from the state of Illinois coaching Illinois, I think is great because, you know, you had Lovey before, which – he was met with great fanfare at first because we got a new athletic director and, you know, there's a big name, uh, you know, that he was able to get to coach the football team. Um, but I have my opinions as the seasons went on sure. <laughs> with Lovey. Um, just didn't really seem into it or no emotion on the sideline, good or, you know, either way, you know, they just, I just didn't see it. And, you know, that was some of the talk, you know, up there. Um, but I, you know, I've, I feel good about them going in, but you always feel good when you're, you know, um, um, you know, f- three, four weeks away from, from the uh, first kickoff of the year. You know, you always, you always feel good. It's, just get that first game. I'm glad they're opening at home. I think that's good for for Illinois to open to open up the season at home. So. Absolutely, and I, I said uh, or. It, 
32, 31 days away we are, mm-hmm. from at least from that IU-Illinois game. Illinois gets started in week zero, I think, the week yes. before. So uh, even closer for uh, uh, Illinois fans. Jim Lewis, new producer of this show, uh, here for the last month or so. Uh, just kind of an introductory segment with me here. I want you to get to know him a little bit. We'll bring him on air uh, from time to time, especially, I'm sure, during that uh, Illinois-Indiana uh, Illinois game week. <laughs> the Monday we, after, yeah. yeah. As we preview that and then see who the victor is on that Friday night. Jim, one other quick note, sure. uh, basketball, you know, the Hoosiers, uh, I've said this to you, uh, obviously a great fan base. This show has been around for a number of years. It's happened really during a lot of tough years, I think, for mm-hmm. IU basketball fans, but there clearly is a lot of excitement about what Indiana could be in the Big Ten specifically this year, and Mike Woodson has just been really a breath of fresh air, I think, in so many ways around the program. That said, with who Illinois has lost, whether mm-hmm. it be to the transfer portal or graduation or the NBA, uh, I wasn't sure where they would stack up. And I really had, I don't want to say written them off basketball-wise, but I thought they would be maybe somewhere in the middle of the pack in the Big Ten if you look at things going into the season. However, I really like Coach Underwood, mm-hmm. and I tell you what, the more I read about them in the offseason, just keeping an eye on the Big Ten, and I think I talked about this with one of our guests a few weeks ago, but I'm not so sure that they don't have a chance, a good chance with some additions and some pickups from the portal uh, to be in yeah. that upper third of the conference and maybe be right there. Oh, I think so. I, I think Brad Underwood has done a great job since he uh, since he has come on. And, you know, Kofi Coburn, you know, he was dominant, <laughs> you know, uh, when uh, when he was playing. And, you know, he just he got beat up so much, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, night in, night out. And, uh uh, you know, uh, Io was another great player. Um, you know, even though he didn't he didn't do a senior year, he was still honored senior night that season. <laughs> you know, on, on seniors night because right. they knew he wasn't coming back. So, um, you know, Curbelo, I think kind of petered out last year. He was out with you know concussion protocol and just so um, inconsistent. And then this is just from what I heard. You know, <laughs> um, you know. Wasn't agreeing with the coaches all that much, and you know, just uh, he, he seemed fine on the floor, even if it wasn't playing, was still you know in there with the players and you know coaching them. Um, but yeah, so you know he's transferred. But uh, so I, sure they lost some pieces, but yeah, I I think the the crew that's coming in, you know, I just and again briefly looking at it, I will probably get you know more sep- late September October before I start looking at it a little bit more. Um, I. I think uh, you know. I think we always feel good about Illinois basketball because uh, we've had some pretty good performances recently. Now, losing in the first round of the Big Ten tournament last year that was <laughs> kind of disappointing, and and then uh, you know two seasons in a row losing in the second round of the of the NCAA tournament. But yeah, if, at least you made it to the second round. But yeah, first round loss last year that was kind of wow, really. But it was just kind of uh, as they said during the post game up there, just kind of the whole season just kind of in that game where it was. Sometimes didn't know which Illinois team was going to show up. Yeah, absolutely, Jim. Before I let you go, I got to ask this: What was high school sports like in the market in Illinois that you come from? Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope you can pick up the importance, especially of high school basketball, but of community sports here in Southern Indiana. Mm-hmm. Similarities between here and in Champaign, or is it mean more here? What What's your read on things locally? I think it's the same Champaign Urbana. Um, you know, they're they're kind of I say it's maybe. Not, maybe five square miles if you count the whole city. 
But you had we had two high schools, Central and Centennial, in Champaign. So that was a huge rivalry. Uh, football, basketball, I mean, any high school sport, pick it up. But where Champaign-Urbana is, if you've ever been that way, you have Champaign-Urbana, and then you have a bunch of rural schools. And I grew up rural in one of the rural towns. And so, you know, it's a complete Friday Night Lights uh, uh, atmosphere. I mean, you you go – the I don't think the kids realize – Maybe they do once they get to high school, but how much school athletics control what's going on in these smaller towns. Even over the summer with uh, uh, Little League Baseball, I mean, the, the kids kind of run what's like a, a, a restaurant won't have a specific special on a night because, well, everybody's going to be at the game. So, you know, we're not going to offer it then. We'll wait till it's, <laughs> till it's an away game to offer this. You know, but, but then again, you know, you may have, uh, you know, p- people tra- traveling for away games. My daughter, she was a cheerleader all four years. Uh, varsity in high school so yeah I mean we did a lot of the you know going on Friday nights to football games and then you know Tuesday Saturdays for basketball games and uh, uh, yeah in in that area um, central Illinois I would say yeah high school sports is very huge because you've got like I said a lot of these smaller towns and there are big rivalries with these smaller towns you you may have friends that go to these other schools but Friday night well I'm not your friend right now for the <laughs> for the next four <laughs> I quarters love it. So. <laughs> sounds familiar Jim Lewis new producer of this show for the last month or so Jim uh, welcome in again to our mm-hmm. family here at the Big X thank you so much for uh, what you've done to make this a smooth transition in a tough time and uh, we'll talk again uh, you've got that great radio voice thank and you. A, a great radio <laughs> background. It's been great to be able to pick your brain a little bit about this industry and advice and tips. And uh, so I wanted to have you on today just to thank you and welcome you in. Thank you, Matt. All right. Jim Lewis, producer of the Hoosier Report. And again, so many of our other local shows. And I look forward to working with Jim uh, even more so as we get into high school sports, which uh, for the football side of things begins here very soon. And basketball, not far off. That uh, obviously is a big season for us. And uh, even the baseball stuff in the spring has become a big deal and a lot of fun uh, to bring you here as much as we possibly can on the Big X. A couple of other notes here in this opening segment before we take a break and get to some of our guests. Uh, I mentioned IU fall camp. That portion of practice uh, begins this week, the quarterback race at the top of the list. And one baseball note, uh, former IU pitcher Scott Efros uh, was traded to the Yankees after I think you would call it a breakout season with the Chicago Cubs, the Yankees uh, making some deals here as we near the trade deadline to maybe make a push for the World Series. And so Efros uh, headed to the big market there in New York City with an opportunity ahead of him. And then a really sad note, and I intended to mention this yesterday coming out of the weekend, but a former uh, Fern Creek basketball star uh, who went to Lincoln Trail Junior College and then was recruited by Wiley Brown to IU Southeast. His name was Ahmed Price. Uh, passed away unexpectedly over the weekend. Very sad news. Price just finished his sophomore campaign at IUS. He averaged 17.5 points a game and shot 59% from the field. He was named the River States Conference Newcomer of the Year. Um, I mentioned a graduate of Fern Creek. He was a part of a big 
resurgence uh, by the Fern Creek basketball program over in Louisville. I can remember watching uh, Price play in some summer league games that we run with that Kentuckiana Summer Basketball League and just a tragic death uh, uh, and an unexpected death by a guy that uh, was, I think, going to play a huge role for Wally Brown's club next year at IU Southeast. So we send our thoughts and prayers to, uh, of course, uh, Ahmed's family and uh, even Wally Brown and the IU Southeast East Athletics family here locally as well on the uh, loss of a uh, a very talented basketball player and a good young man uh, in Ahmed Price. So wanted to mention that today here on the show. We'll head to a commercial break. When we come back, Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier will join more IU basketball and the quarterback race. We'll discuss it next here on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. You know, a basketball hero around here is treated like a god. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. You know, most people would kill to be treated like a god just for a few moments. Here's Matt Dennison. We're back here on this Tuesday program. Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier with me. The Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450 if you want to send in your questions and comments about the Hoosiers, local sports, whatever it may be. Mike, uh, Xavier Booker is off the board. I think the basketball attention as far as recruiting goes to some of the guys that have been on campus or that will be on campus here very soon. Uh, so that is uh, where recruiting is at. But a big name really continuing to emerge in the state. And you recently had a profile piece on him as Flory Badunga of Kokomo. And you spoke with his AAU coach who's been very involved in bringing him to Indiana and helping him get at Kokomo and helping him get out in front of all these college coaches. He is a very interesting excuse me, intriguing prospect who was offered by Indiana uh, last week. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, He's just a guy that, you know, I I don't think anyone expected him to be where he's had at this point in time. You know, less than a year ago, he was back in the the Democratic Republic of the Congo, um, you know, saying that that he wanted to play basketball when he came to, to Kokomo High School as an international student, I don't know if anybody really knew exactly what that would look like. And then, you know, fast forward a year and he's a five-star prospect, um, you know, just about every high major program in the country knows who he is and wants to find out how that they can get involved. He's just a fascinating story and just a really impressive talent on the on the court. Mike Schumann, The Daily Hoosier. My guess you can read his work at thedailyhoosier.com. Follow Mike at daily underscore Hoosier on Twitter. But Dunga, you mentioned, has got a lot of interest coming out of July. Now, he's a year younger than Booker uh, and those guys, so just a 2024 uh, uh, recruit. But nonetheless, uh, is it too early to ask where Indiana stands? I know Indiana and Purdue both offered him on the same day last week. Uh, Are they both solidly in the mix for him? I think they're trying to figure that out is the best way that that I would describe it. I mean, when I when I spoke to 
to Mark Adams, the, the director of Indiana Elite. I mean, he, he basically said, you know what, for he's not really focused too much on recruiting right now. He's just more focused on continuing to develop his game and, you know, create the best opportunity for, for him and his family. So, you know, I, I think the offer by Indiana, the offer by Purdue and the others that, that come into the mix here will, will be more just to kind of get their, their foot in the door to, to explore just exactly what this process is going to look like and how they might be able to lay in this kid. Mike, uh, transitioning to the current IU team, last week was the final uh, summer media availability uh, where IU puts a player out and uh, for a Q&A session with, with the media via Zoom. And the last was a big one, Tamar Bates, who uh, obviously came in late to Indiana but with big expectations after being a big-time high school prospect. And at times last year, I think we saw glimpses of what uh, uh, made Tamar such a coveted recruit coming out of high school and as he gears up for year two, I thought the inter- interview last week on Thursday was interesting to get an idea about where his mind's at for the upcoming season. But also, he kind of took uh, took us through a-, a lot of personal stuff because as last season was unfolding and Indiana was on the bubble and had a chance to make the NCAA tournament and going through some pretty good things there late in the year, he was going through a big change and transition in his personal life, having his first child uh, d- shortly after that. Yeah, it was a definitely a fascinating conversation with him. I, I've enjoyed talking to him in person going back to the Bahamas last year. He's just a young man that's mature beyond his years just in that setting talking to the media he's he's very comfortable he's very confident and and he's not afraid to kind of slip up and and say the wrong thing he'll he'll definitely speak his mind which you know in the media you always enjoy that but I I didn't know where that conversation last week might go because it's you know obviously you know I think people already knew before last week that that he became a father here over the last six months, but that, that, that's a very uncomfortable thing for a 19-year-old to talk about. And you know, he was very comfortable, or at least appeared to to be so. in in going into depth in, in that conversation, you know, just about you know the the actual day of the birth and you know what his day-to-day life looks like and just all the emotions and everything that he was going through. So it was a very interesting conversation and really impressive on his part that, that he was comfortable doing that and at the same time as you mentioned he's preparing for a a sophomore season here where you know I think most people will point to him and say you know if there's one guy that Indiana really needs to to break through and and have a big season it's Tamar Bates just because of his potential you know his his ability to play out on the wing where where Indiana really needs somebody to step up either in the, the spot that's been vacated by Parker Stewart or, or at the three spot even, I think he could fit in and either of those and just give Indiana that true three level score that they really didn't have last year. So I, I think he's, he's got a lot going on both personally and in his basketball life. And it's going to be a really interesting story to watch this year. Is he, in your opinion, uh, the guy that needs to have a breakout year, the guy that is most expected maybe is the right way to say that, to have a breakout year based on his talent, uh, the little glimpses we saw last year, and, of course, his great high school career? Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like that's he's the easiest guy to point to. I mean, it, it's hard to know with, with freshmen that have never seen the, the, the spotlight in college. Like, you could point to a Jalen Hood-Shafino and kind of talk, 
talk about him in that same vein, but it's really hard to know until he steps on the court if he's even ready for that conversation. I, cer- I certainly have the sense that he is. But with Tamar, as you said, you know, we did see the glimpses. He had a really big game against St. John's, which was a, you know, a high-profile game against a high major. And I think he had, you know, 11 or 13 points in that game and really had us all thinking, you know, I think that was maybe game three of the season, really had us all thinking that, that he was off to, to big things as a, as a freshman. And I think he followed that up soon thereafter with maybe 13 against Nebraska. So it, it's easy to... to see those glimpses of what he's capable of and kind of extract that into a potential breakout sophomore year. So yeah, he, he is the guy, but I think the the most fascinating thing about this team, in my opinion, looking forward to next year is their depth and, and all the potential players that could end up being that person that takes a big jump. And, you know, most notable is going to be guys that could play that two or three spot. Cause I think those are where the biggest voids are right now. Yeah, you know, one thing, and kind of just doubling back to this, but it's a, as I heard him speak or listen to him in that Q&A, uh, it's amazing to think. I mean, I think if you're a diehard fan of, of a college team, you understand the hours that go in outside of being a, a student, which is first and foremost in college. You understand the hours that go into basketball. Even in the off season. you see all the videos and, and photos from Cliff Marshall of the tough work going in as far as getting bodies ready. But he is a father now as well, and how he's able to – balance that effort. I know he seems to have great family support. They were uh, very vocal for him when he was on campus visiting Indiana and committed to Indiana there early on, I know, on social media. But I I just can't imagine uh, how he uh, puts it all together. And still in his interview, seems so focused and so motivated to not only be the basketball player that he wants to be and have that type of career, but also to be the father that he wants to be. Pretty impressive words, I thought, all the way, all the way around from him last week. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. I know you're a dad, I'm a dad. And, and that, that was my question of him last week because I, I just, I have trouble kind of comprehending how he can put it all together you know the basketball part the student part the the uh, father part it's all, it's all hitting him at once and and that's what I asked him is just you know you know tell tell me about your support system you you got to have a lot of different variables going into helping it. and you're absolutely right his family is a, a huge part of that and and I wholeheartedly agree that was readily apparent you know all the way back to his recruitment process so um, I think that goes a long way, you know, not just in how he's handling everything he's got going on now, but just kind of as we're talking about, you know, shaped the, the kind of kid that he is and the kind of character that he has and the confidence that he has. Mike, here, here's your one football question of the day as I try to work football back into the regular discussion here the season 32 days or so away when uh, Indiana and Illinois will kick off uh, in uh, the Hoosiers' first game and, of course, a Big Ten game to start the year as well. But the quarterback race, um, we didn't get a whole bunch on it from Tom Allen at Media Days last week, but uh, where do you size that up and do you have – any prediction on who could be the starter for IU when we get to that game against Illinois? Yeah, it's a it's a timely question. I'm I'm tucked into the the bowels here in Memorial Stadium. You might hear some banging in the background. It's people bang, uh, shutting doors and stuff all around me. I just got my first look at at fall camp here that they opened up today, and I'm going to speak to 
to Tom Allen. I might actually be missing it as we speak. So after I'm done here, I'm going to see if I can slip back into the team room and get a question. Didn't get too much, you know, watching them to today. I mean, obviously, you know, Jack Tuttle, Connor Bazelak, both have good arms, you know, uh, both have experience at the college level. Got got my real first look at Dexter Williams, who I, I thought, you know, moves really well out of the pocket and ha- has a better arm than I realized. I'd say he's probably number three at this point because he's never seen the field, even though this is his third year. But, um, you know, anybody I talk to about the QB race, they're like, they, they kind of like, you know, shrug and say, okay, I, I know you want to say there's a competition, but it's really Connor Bazelak, isn't it? And that's, that's where I'm at. I mean, I think Tom Allen's, you know, because he's the new guy, he's, he's making him earn it. He's making him win over his teammates, that sort of thing. I think if it was Connor Bazelak, you know, with the exact same history, um, but it was at Indiana, I don't think there'd be much question right now. I think it's just because he's the new guy and, and they're, they're making him earn it on the field and earn it in the locker room. Allen's alluded that to a couple of times. I think if there's anything about Bazelak that, that Allen's mentioned in the past is that he's not a real vocal guy. He's more of a lead by example guy. So I think Allen wants to kind of pull that out of him because Allen is very much a, a vocal lead lead um, by being vocal guy. So um, I, I think that's one thing they're looking for. But but I think it's pretty clear at this point. I think they'll they'll probably wait to announce it right before the Illinois game. But I, but I think they pretty much know where they're headed. Absolutely, Mike Schumann of the Daily Hoosier. Mike, so sorry that maybe we've kept you from some media availability there. Make sure you get to that. We appreciate your insight and conversation every week, and uh, thank you so much for your time today. Thank you, Matt. Always enjoy it. All right, Mike Schumann, the Daily Hoosier. He's with us Tuesdays as we talk IU basketball and a lot more football uh, getting into the season. You know, I'm I'm excited for IU football. I, I'm curious uh, about the quarterback situation. I agree a lot with what Mike said, uh, breaking that situation down. Uh, I'm intrigued by this team as far as so many new faces from the coaching staff uh, and the actual roster. Can they best uh, some of the predictions of what their win-loss record is by college football media? Can they find a way to not be in the cellar of the Big Ten East division uh, of that conference? And by the way, I saw Coach Allen, one of the things from media days that he mentioned I don't think we had covered yet was he really feels strongly that the divisions will be going away soon and I think that's good for Indiana and I think it's good for Big Ten Conference football and it also is following a trend of the ACC and other conferences as they have eliminated divisions and just simply made it a race for the two best teams to play in the conference championship game I think that makes a lot of sense but this is really an, an, a different and an interesting IU football season after a couple where the Hoosiers had a lot of pressure on them and some real expectations. Uh, There was a lot of disappointment right out of the gate last year with some of those early performances and early losses. And I think this year will be interesting to see what this team looks like over the first few weeks. And going to be a great competitive game, I think, right out of week one for the Hoosiers uh, as they travel over to Illinois. So good stuff on football today. And uh, we'll be getting Matt Weaver of Pigs.com back in the fold with football season here as for a weekly chat on uh, the Hoosiers on the gridiron and uh, 
yeah, you know, the Big Ten Conference this year, Ohio State, I think is the big favorite. And, uh, you know, will they be a national championship contender? I, I always enjoy Big Ten football. So that's uh, another storyline to watch as we get into the season uh, this year. All right, we'll head to a commercial break. When we come back, Jeff Rabjohns of Pigs.com joins some big visitors on the IU campus yesterday and today. And more on basketball, this is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. I'll handle this the way I want to handle it now that I'm here. You it up to begin with. Now just sit there or leave. I don't give a what you do. Now, back to the game. Here's Matt Dennison. We're back on this Tuesday program. Jeff Rabjohns, the publisher of Pigs.com, with us for a chat on IU basketball and more. Jeff, it was busy in July. You were on the road for a lot of those days, but now that uh, things have slowed down a bit, at least recruiting uh, out at games and events, it's picking up as far as visits to Bloomington go. And yesterday and today, for the future of IU basketball and really for the future of high school basketball in our state, some really, really big names have been on campus to hear uh, unofficially for a quick trip what Mike Woodson and his staff and program are all about. Absolutely. I think that uh, Indiana did a really good job in identifying uh, Trent Sisley uh, from Heritage Hills, Jalen Harrelson from, from Fishers, very early, um, you know, even really before they entered high school. Uh, Brian Walsh was recruiting coordinator at the time, and, you know, he, he he's always in communication with high school coaches. And IU had them identified as, you know, clearly uh, recruiting targets, not just prospects. Oh, hey, we want to watch them. Hey, head coach, you might want to check these guys out. No, IU has them identified as these are players we want. And I think that's that's clearly the right decision. You know, Harrelson is six foot seven point guard, tremendous amount of moves. You know, he's got an NBA type frame. Um, you know, as far as size for the position, and then you've got Trent Sisley, who's six seven, probably pushing a little more like six eight. You know, uh, incredible shot maker. You know, shot more than forty percent. Uh, on the Nike YBL circuit while playing a year up, both Harrelson and Sisley, instead of playing 15U, played 16U on the Nike circuit. So they challenged themselves. But yeah, both of those guys, 2025 class prospects. Um, there are some people who will argue best prospects in the state of Indiana, regardless of class. I don't know if I'm quite ready to go that far, but I'm not going to sit here and say it's a crazy argument either because you know, Harrelson is Harrelson is just that, that's what they look like. The guys who make the NBA, and I don't mean guys who get drafted. I mean guys who make the NBA and have a career. And Sisley is just a marvelous prospect as well. So, yeah, those are uh, Harrelson yesterday, Sisley today, both big prospects for IU. Interesting stuff, Jeff. 
when it comes to recruiting overall, I know I know these two guys here are still young, so they've got very likely a long way to go in the recruiting process to get to the point where they're ready to trim their list or ultimately make a decision. But I've heard about this Mike Woodson, the closer, the guy that comes in to talk to the player and his parents and the important people to that specific recruit in the process and and really come in the room with a big presence and lots of experience and NBA background and, and close out some of these deals. Is that from what you can gather talking to recruits and high school coaches and parents and I know you, you've been around the staff and been able to learn how they recruit is that truly the role Mike Woodson plays in all this is he the closer in some of these recruiting processes oh absolutely absolutely and, and, and Mike Woodson is very good in the room as they say uh, he has an unbelievable amount of humility you know he doesn't come in and and, and start bragging about himself he talks about his NBA experience in terms of, hey, this will help you. How, hey, this, this is why this will help you, uh, Mr. Shooting Guard, Mr. Power Forward, Mr. Recruit. This is how it will help your son, mom, dad. You know, This is how it will help your player, coach, AU coach, high school coach. He's really good in the room. Um, I, I'm not too sure that's one of the best. You know, just mus- different coaches have different muscles. You know, his, his, his ability in the room to be very, very genuine, but be also very, very charming and very, very compelling is, is a really strong, you know, mechanism that he, that he has. And it's not phony sales pitch stuff. It's not fake. You know, some coaches are arrogant and they try to come off all shucksy. And, you know, after a couple conversations, you can kind of start seeing through it. Uh, Woodson is genuine. Uh, he, he's got a ton of humility. Um, and, and, and he just connects with people really well. And I think that's the one thing that I heard the most, you know, from talking to different people. Even Deshaun Harris-Smith came out, the 2023 guard from Team Takeover of the Washington, D.C. area. You know, his mom had some concerns, you know. Am I okay with, with, with my son going that far away? Is he going to be safe? Is he going to be, you know, I don't really know, you know, that place. And spends a week in day, I think a weekday, and then parts of another day uh, with Mike Woodson and the staff. And right away she's like, son, if you want to go to IU, I'm good with it. I feel good with those guys. So, yeah, Woodson as the closer, that is really his best role. That's when he's at his best. Good stuff from Jeff Rabjohns of Pigs.com talking about IU head coach Mike Woodson. Uh, you, you were on the road, Jeff, for months, mo- most of the month of July at all the recruiting stops where the IU coaches were at. Most of those, you were there. In fact, during some of the recruiting periods, you, you were at multiple events on different sides of the country. A- another <laughs> Woodson or another uh, uh, kind of insider question that only a guy like you that's actually at all this stuff can answer, but do you notice a difference? when Mike Woodson and Kenya Hunter, etc., are in the gym as opposed to Archie Miller or Tom Crean? Or is it just boring stuff? They're watching games. They're socializing with each other. You talk about Woodson being the man in the room. Is there a difference when he's there comp- compared to some of the other, other IU coaches? Or is, is his presence as a basketball guy uh, just one of many guys in the gym that have those type of resumes? Um. You know, as far as like when you're sitting at an AAU event, you know, I think the one thing that you notice about Woodson is he just knows so many people. 
Um, you know, so many people just come up and say hi to him. Um, but as far as presence, you know, he doesn't really try to have like a big presence, you know, in the gym. Um, now he, he has learned, uh, compliments of Kenya Hunter, you see Rosemont and Brian Walsh, the benefits of, Hey, if there's somebody you really want, you sit by the basket or you sit near center court. Um, cause I noticed, uh, even, even like, like just go back to last year when he really wanted Jalen Hutchino. There was a time he was sitting like several rows up in a gym, and I was like, "Ah, they got to teach coach. You know, <laughs> you, you gotta. If you, it's 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 not it's not really as much about you seeing the players, coach. It's about the players seeing you. And if you're gonna go four deep, it's sit under the basket or sit courtside. And you know, they went four deep for Deshaun Harris Smith." Uh, out there at the Peach Jam, and you know they're right there on the sideline. You know, there's, there's, there's I'm sorry, on the baseline. Excuse me, right there on the baseline, and you know, impossible to miss them. Um, but, but, but as far as in the gym, there's not a big difference really. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, when Shashevsky walked in when he was still coaching, probably he got the most eyes on him just because, you know, the the, the brand was so strong. Um, you know, Calipari's a big personality. Um, but you know, m- most guys just walk in, they sit there, they stay, they make sure they see their guys, you know, and they make sure that their guys see them, their guys meeting their targets. Um, but it, it's really not very few guys try to put on a show in, in recruiting settings. Really. There are times like down there at the peach team, a couple of photos, I was going through it and it's like, you know, it, it's Woodson, it's Izzo, it's Bayheim, it's, you know, John Shire, it's, Hubert Davis, it's Mick Croner, UCLA, who just went to a Final Four. You know, and they're all just there along the sideline. So it, very few people really try to put on a show in that setting. All right, Jeff, last week, earlier in the week, there were some big 2023 names on campus for IU as they really get into some of these visits in advance of the football season when you would expect more visits would happen. Of the guys that were on campus that are going to be seniors, is there a name that you think Indiana leads with, or if one of those guys was to make a decision soon that you think Indiana would land uh, most of all, of all that were there? Yeah, of the, of the guys who've made recent visits, the guy they're in the best shape with is Arrington Page, the six foot nine center uh, from Wheeler High School in Marietta, Georgia, uh, the Atlanta suburbs. Big time powerhouse program, multiple six A state championships. Also played for the Skills Factory AAU program. IU assistant, you see, Rosemont has multiple connections to Page. So I think that's the guy they're in the best shape with. Um, doesn't mean they get him. I'm not saying they're going to get him. That's not a prediction of destination, but that is a statement of where things stand right now. Um, IU's just been on him for a while. They identified him early, even before he went to USA basketball camp, before he got that invitation. And uh, the visit went really well. Um, it was it was him and his parents on the visit, so that was, that was definitely a good thing. Mom and Dad, I talked to them. They both really liked it. So I would say right now, he's the guy they're in the best shape with. Um, and then the other two, Deshaun Harris-Smith, six foot five uh, combo guard from Team Takeover, and Paul the Six out there in Washington, D.C. Paul the Six won the uh, Washington Catholic Athletic Conference, which is generally considered one of, if not the best, true high school conferences in the country with – Paul the Sixth, DeMatha, Bishop O'Connell, Bishop Mack, um, Gonzaga Prep, all those programs. So uh, IU's got a chance with Harris Smith now that they got his mom on campus. And they got a chance with Jamie Kaiser, the, the 6'6 uh, wing from the New World AAU program, who uh, 
also played in the Washington Catholic Athletic Conference last year, playing for Bishop Ireton. He's going to go down and play for a powerhouse prep school IMG in Florida as a senior. Um, but IU's got a chance with him as well. IU and Maryland are the best. The school's in the best positions right now with Jamie Kaiser. Some other schools are kind of sniffing around, so we'll see where it goes. But if, if you to answer your question, I would say of those three, I think IU's in the best position with Paige as things stand right now. Good stuff, Jeff Rabjohnspeaks.com. Jeff, uh, getting ready to wrap things up for the program today, but uh, maybe a thumbnail sketch, a 30-second overview of where you see the IU football programming program headed into fall camp. Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest question is the quarterback battle. Who wins it? Uh, is it going to be newcomer Mizzou transfer Connor Bazelak, or is it going to be Jack Tuttle? I think that's the number one question sitting out there. I think the best unit for them, their strength, is going to be their secondary you got All-American Taiwan Mullen and a lot of experience back there. I think they, if, they get, if they can get good quarterback play and they get good offensive line play, I think the defense is solid enough that Indiana should have a chance to return to a ball game this year. All right, good stuff. Jeff Rabjohn's with us here on the show. Jeff, thank you for the time. Uh, great stuff today. We'll do it again very soon. Always fun talking with you, my friend. You guys have a great week. Absolutely. Jeff Rabjohns, the new publisher of Pigs.com, taking over that role after the recent retirement of Mike Pegram. Jeff will join us uh, throughout the season from time to time on Tuesday, so you can hear him on the show with his thoughts on IU football and basketball uh, and a lot more. That's going to wrap things up for this Tuesday program. Uh, Thanks for being with us today. Catch us as a podcast. If you missed the live show, all you got to do is search for the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison, wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll be back with you Wednesday. That's tomorrow at 11 a.m. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison.